Welcome to the Rotary Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with the head coach of URI Women's Basketball, Coach Tammy Reese, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we deep dive into our local college, high school, and other athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback episode 26 and I have a great interview for you guys today with URI women's head basketball coach, Coach Tammy Reese. Just an awesome interview talking to Coach Reese about her coaching career, her playing career, what her time was like playing at UVA, playing in the WNBA, her decision to get into coaching, her decision to get back into coaching and to come to URI, the outlook on the season and much, much more. Just a great interview with her. Really enjoyed the interview. Love what she's doing at at URI, the program that she's building there. And I can't wait for the season to start and to be able to attend to some games and to see the URI women's program back on the map here in Rhode Island. So it's it's just awesome. I'm just so, I was just so lucky to have her on the show. So really enjoyed our conversation. But before we get into that interview, just a reminder to all you guys, I know I say this every episode, but just want to remind you guys that you can catch all our interviews and watch all our interviews on YouTube by searching the Roadie Runback. Um, and please hit that like button. Please share. Please share with friends. Get it out there. Put it on your Instagram story. Put it on your Facebook story. Put it on every story because it's on every social media outlet now. Put it on LinkedIn. Put it on Twitter. Everyone's got a story. Put it on all those stories. And share, 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 share. Like, 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 like. I just appreciate you guys doing that. And if you can't watch the episodes on YouTube, then definitely listen to any podcast on any podcast platform that you are listening to. Um, if you're working or if you're driving like my buddy Justin who listens in every day when he's when he's working, which shout out Justin. Thank you for listening, uh, or you're working out, or you're running. Just feel free to listen. Stay tuned here and listen to the episode. It's great either way. So I appreciate you guys out there listening. Now for our episode with Coach Tammy Reese. All right. On today's episode, I welcome on a very special guest. She is the URI's women's head basketball coach, Coach Tammy Reese. Coach, how are you today? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. It's Friday. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous Friday. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, how are you doing during these uh, COVID times just to start, you know? Uh, I'm actually doing really well. Um, if people can believe it, I, I love being home. I've, <laughs> I just, I love being at my house with my dogs, my family, um, nature. I can, I can spend a lot of time alone. And so um, it hasn't really been very difficult for me. I do miss my team, though. That's what made it hard, not seeing them for five months, not being on the court. That's what I miss the most about COVID was being able to, to play basketball and be in it. Um, other than that, I can function. I got TV. I got nature runs. I got my animals. I'm good. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Is there a specific TV show you were watching during Corona or anything like that? Oh my God. Ne Thank God for Netflix. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I became a huge Ozark fan. Oh, um, really? I haven't seen Oh that. God. Loved Ozark. Um, Money Heist, All American. Um, I just, I watched everything possible on Netflix when it, it was nasty weather out. Yeah. 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 Go outside. Um, I lived on Netflix when there was no sports to watch. And uh, so I definitely got my $7.99 money's worth monthly fee. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. I'll have to check out Netflix. I'll have to check out those shows they mentioned. I didn't get a chance to check those out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Coach, I want to start, first of all, it's like, at what age did you start playing basketball? And how did you know it was your sport? I started playing seriously uh, in fifth grade. I had a teacher, actually, fifth grade, he saw me on the uh, recess court um, fooling around. And I was a really good athlete. I was a very, very good runner. I was a state champion in cross country in the seventh grade in New wow. York State. That's wow. when I won my first state championship. And that's what I was supposed to go to school for. But once, his name was Mr. T. That's funny. He saw <laughs> me. He started training me. And then I got him for a sixth grade teacher. And from that point on, we trained every day for hours. He was the boys coach at, at the high school. And so probably very quickly, um, by the time I was in eighth grade, I was on varsity wow. and I started going to camps. Um, back then they were, they were big time recruiting camps uh, called Kathy Rush and Blue Star. And I got my first letter probably in seventh grade from uh, Gino Oriema, who's the infamous UConn coach now, yeah. but he was at Virginia as an assistant when I got my first letter. Wow. Uh, cut it up on the wall. And I said, that's where I'm going to school. And slowly after that, by the time I was in ninth grade, I had offers from every school in America. And so by the time I was in 10th grade, I quit running. Um, and I totally focused on basketball um, to try to be the best I could be. And probably I, I knew by ninth grade that, that I was pretty good and I had a shot at getting a full scholarship. That's crazy. That's crazy. They had like offers for like all, all the schools from all the country, all in the country. That's crazy. What, what's that like? Like how many letters does that pile up? Like <laughs> uh, back then when you yeah. didn't have cell phones, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm dating myself now. Cause I'm old, Jeff. No, no. It, <laughs> it, you know, you had the rotary phone yep. and you had mail. And so every day the mailbox and I have suitcases full, I still have all the letters from Pat head summit, all the greats. Um, Pat, Vivian, Tara from Stanford. Um, and it was amazing. And my father, my parents, they cleaned out the attic the other day and they have boxes. I'd get about 50, 60 letters a day oh um, for mail. I had about 20 schools come in my home for, for home visits. Um, it was just absurd um, because mail, mail was really the only way you could touch someone every day. The yeah. phone, the rotary, I could run away from that. Yeah. It's really hard to run away from these. Yeah. And so those were the two ways of communication, but it was insane. If you were home in the evening, that phone never stopped ringing. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's a whole different, uh, whole different world. <laughs> yes, it was. That's wild. So you end up going to Virginia. You chose Virginia. And, you know, what, what was your time there? Because you were part of a team that made some Final Four appearances and won some conference championships. What's, what's it like to be a part of those? And what was your time like playing in the Final Four as well? Well, I tell people to this day, um, 
they, if I had to choose to do it all over again, and we never won a national championship. We, we lost every time we went to the final four, unfortunately, I'd still pick the same school. Um, I had the best student athlete experience um, I could have possibly had, both from a basketball standpoint, from an academic standpoint, the, UVA is just incredible. But then just my time there with the people there, I had so much fun. It was a blast. My teammates, my friends in the school, yeah. I had the best balance of, of everything. And so it's the reason I coach today because of, of what it taught me um, and what my coach gave me. But my time at UVA was, I, I cherish it. I have the best memories ever and I have some of the best friends from my time there. Um, basketball to win the first championship for a school. Um, they were always good. They were always in the right there. Yeah. They had never won an ACC championship regular season or the tournament. And they had never gone to a final four. And when I talked to Dawn, um, it's a reason why both of us went there. We had the same goals. We wanted to be part of the, the history of the school, not another horse. If I went to Tennessee, I would have been a one of a thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. Already done it, and I'm, I'm, I may be a little vain. I wanted to be the one. I didn't want to be the one of many. That's and awesome. so, you know, when we won that first championship, it was like so gratifying. We were the first to do it. First Final Four. We were the first to do it. First All American backcourt. We were the first to do it. And so, everything I was looking for, all my goals, all my dreams, they came true at UVA and wow. um, to this day, again, I do it all over again. I picked that school with that coaching staff and that team. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's such a great experience. And I like the competitive, the competitive edge of that. Like I want to be the one that's like, that's just like that, that Jordan mentality. That's that mentality is like, I want to be number one. I just, I want to, I don't want to be one of many. I want to set the precedent. Yeah. And you know, frankly, I, I tell that to the kids now. You know, Rhode Island's never won an A-10 championship. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there's ever been a player to play in the WNBA from Rhode Island. Um, and so an All-American. So when I'm recruiting kids and I'm, I'm trying to sell them the dream and the vision, yeah. um, it's what I was sold. You got to get a special type of kid that's got that confidence and wants that on their shoulders. Yeah. Okay, I can, yeah, I could probably go here and split time and do this and do that. I want to go there and I want to be the one that my face will ever and my name will ever be remembered at Rhode Island. We will leave our legacy as a class. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're selling that vision and that dream to kids that we are going to turn this around. And you could be the ones to leave your legacy and really do something special. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm glad that Rhode Island has you as a coach. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome. You know, once things get going, I'm so pumped. You know, you're, you're doing such great things here already. And it's just more amazing the more steps that are going to come up for the Rhode Island season and when things actually do come into play. Well, thank you so much. And it's, it's been really, really great to have people be receptive to our, co our new coaching staff and, and really be really, really supportive, not just the university, but our community and people that have not been fans before. Maybe they followed the men's team and they like URI, yeah. but they've slowly come around and, and we've gotten so much positive support and, and we really, really appreciate it. You know, I, I always say this, 
you know, I don't care what people think about me and the job I'm doing, but our young women, I, you know, I want people in the community to support them because they work really hard and they try to be great leaders and role models for the school and the community. And so that's important to me that they get positive support. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think things are like, sounds great. And I can't wait to come to a game this year when, once things come open back up, I hope we can come into, into the stadium as well, too. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> so be really We're going to be pretty good this year. I want fans to see us. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely be there. I'll, I'll bring some people I know. So I got some friends that are big basketball fans all over. We love basketball period, no matter if men's or women's. We'll, we'll be well, there. If no one's allowed in, I'm about to hire my own camera crew. And we're about to go live, and I'm going to stream it. We'll have our own channel and everything. I'm all, I, I'm all for it. You know? You know, I'm about to hire my own on-air talent, grab a DJ, and we're going to be good. That's great. I love it. That's going to be awesome. I can't – well, either way, we'll definitely catch – we'll have to we'll, – we'll, we'll, I'll be watching games. So no matter what it is, if it's through how you want to do it or if we're allowed in, I'm in. <laughs> that's good. Awesome. At least we got one fan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm bringing the family with me. We're a big Italian fan. We're all, all right. going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so coach i just want to ask like you know how did you get into coaching i mean you were right into coaching at virginia right after your basketball career was over so what was that like you know i i needed a break after college i was so devastated um when we didn't win a national championship my senior year in fact it, it absolutely crushed me i i stepped away from basketball a little bit yeah. Um, and my heart was just broken. I didn't want to go overseas. I, in fact, I didn't want to see a basketball for a while. And so I kind of pursued acting. Um, and I went up to New York and I got into drama school. I had an agent and I literally started landing national commercials, fitness modeling. And so when my college coach, Debbie Ryan from UVA came around and called, I was doing my thing in New York one year removed from school. Yeah. And so my father, you know, I, I did when I was younger, and I still to this day, I'm a daddy's girl. <laughs> I always tried to please my father. Um, I always wanted to make him proud. And so when that coaching opportunity presented itself, he was like ecstatic. He could get back into basketball. And, and so I took it um, and went back. And I, I, if there was one thing I, I wouldn't have done, I probably wouldn't have gone back, looking back now, because it was very difficult. All my friends were still on the team. I'm 22 years old, just removed out of college. Yeah. And I was an immature 22-year-old, um, meaning I was stubborn. I wanted to do things my way. I, rules, I didn't want to hear about rules. I just wanted to live my life. And so that structure of being a coach um, and living like you're 36, yeah. it, it didn't fit where I was in that point in my life. And so even though I went back and I coached a couple of years and I was successful, learn the business. Now that I will take, um, it really did teach me the business and teach me the ins and outs, but I wasn't ready, um, to be a coach. There were yeah. so many more things I wanted to do yeah. that, um, you know, again, I took that job for, for the wrong reasons. And so I got out of coaching from there and, and went back to acting in LA for a while. Um, but, you know, looking back, I, I probably shouldn't have taken that job. I was a little young and um, I wanted to do a couple other things on my bucket list before I settled down into a profession. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. I mean, 22s, it's, it's 
it's tough. It's you're young, like young age. You, I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of structure with college basketball and wanting to kind of just experience something different. So I definitely understand where you're coming from in that, in that standpoint. Was it always tough with that transition too of coaching and from being a player? Did you ever want to get on the court and play too as well? Or is that just like a, or you just kind of. <laughs> no, at Virginia, I, I, I really did play a lot. I ran yeah. scout and I gave it to them. Like yeah. you can ask anyone on the teams back then. We would, I would run scout and I'd just serve them. I'd talk trash. I'd, I'm super competitive. So it didn't matter. And I was, I was still a player back then. So, you know, it was like, let's go. You, yeah. You're not going to listen to me. All right, here we go. Throw the ball on and give it to them. So it was actually fun in that respect that I could still hoop and yeah. still yeah. scout and still, and still play. Um, so no, I, I, I definitely enjoyed that. And I definitely played. Um, yeah a lot when I was younger. So um, that, uh, that was the good aspect of coaching when you're young. You can, yeah. you can still demonstrate a lot. You can still, not that I can't now, but I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. 50, 22, blowing ACL, uh, Achilles. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I'll shoot with you and rebound, but we're yeah. not going one-on-one. Yeah, I, yeah. No, 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 no. We'll play some horse. <laughs> that's about the extent of it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that. I feel I've like I do some skills training, so I like I play with the kids one on one sometimes. So I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm 33, so I'm like, I don't, I can't keep up anymore. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I'd rather just play like horse or something like that because like I'm afraid. I, that's my thing too. I'm afraid to get injured. Yeah, and then I can't, you know, run or train or do the things I love to do yeah. um, if I get injured. So you know, that's the difference now. Old head coach, young coach. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely understandable. But you also you also went to the WNBA after too as well. What was that decision like to go into WNBA and get and you actually got drafted? Yeah, I you know I had to pack my car up in LA. I was living in LA, working again as an actress. And I got the call from the WNBA. Um, Val Ackerman, who started the league, the president of the league, graduated from UVA as well. Oh, so wow. she gave me a call and said, Tammy, we'd really like to have you come down to the combine. So I packed my car up. This is five years after I graduated from college. Yeah. I had not played, but of course I'm in great shape because I'm a fitness model. So I drive back to New York. I get with my sixth grade teacher, Mr. T, and we start three a days. I have about five months to get ready for the combine. Wow. Went down to um, Wild World of Sports where the men are playing now in Disney. Yeah. And uh, we had a four-day or five-day combine for the GMs and the coaches. And it was in 1997, the initial year of the league, I got drafted first round, fifth pick. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah, I had a good crazy. combine. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess so, huh? That's, uh, that's awesome. What was it like? What was that experience like playing in the NBA, traveling, and, you know? The – I can tell you, I, I play the game because of Magic Johnson. I fell in love with the game because of him, the Lakers. So the first time, and we played in the original forum back then. We didn't play in the Staples Center. Yeah. So the first time we drove up and I got to step foot in the forum, and there's banners of Magic and Kareem and Worthy, and it was like the gods for me. It was insane. Um, and then the first time I played in the garden with all my friends and family there. Um, wow ridiculous you know you watch it on tv you always think you're going to be a pro in the nba and then to actually step on the court um your childhood dreams just they they play out into reality and it's a surreal feeling when it tips um and you're just like i'm here it, it all comes to fruition this is it i i'm a pro and wow 
that first season was magical. It, so grateful, so thankful for the opportunity. Um, but it was, it was like living a dream. It was crazy. It was, it was magical. That's so cool. That's so cool to experience that too. And like, like you said, step on the court, be able to see like your idols, like banners and everything hanging up in the rafters and then playing at the garden. That's like stuff. That's just like every, I think every kid who plays basketball just dreams about making like wanting to be there and stuff like that. It's awesome. Well, to get the coolest experience too was the NBA all-star weekend was in New York and I got picked to be in the two ball competition and Carl Malone was my partner. Oh, wow. So every team was represented. So, you know, I'm on the court with Kobe and Lisa Leslie, Steve Nash, Carl Malone, Clyde Drexler, Alan Houston. I mean, you're, I'm on the court with these guys. Like we're warming up together. It's amazing. Um, so things like that, that you never in a million years think you'll be a part of. You know, I, I tell little girls all the time, just, just keep working hard. Everything that you dream of is going to end up happening. Once you get good at this sport, it will reward you a thousand times over and give you the best experiences and memories of your life. And so those are some of the things that you're like, whoa, this is, this is I just talking to Kobe right here. You know, young Kobe, a rookie Kobe, Um, you know, so those, those are things that I'll remember forever. That's so cool. And what was he like back then when he was a rookie? Do you remember like the conversation that you guys had or? Uh, He was, you know, just young, so green. Yeah. But so he had so much wisdom even back then. He was, he was so educated and methodical about being great. Even back then, he was just so disciplined beyond his years, even though he was like 18 years old. Um, he was like an old soul. Um, yeah. And just, just watching him evolve into greatness, um, it really, really was amazing. That's um, so, that's... I was in Utah playing for the Stars, and they were in the Western Conference Finals when he threw up all those air balls. Yeah. I was courtside. When oh, wow. Kobe got in and air ball, air ball, air ball, I saw that. And then fast forward 10 years later and you're, you're watching him with Shaq win championships. And it's just like, this is or five years later. This is amazing. Like you just see his growth. It's things like that being a part of behind the scenes that, that, you know, people don't experience. Um, I'll hold those, those memories, you know, close and dear forever. That's awesome. Coach. I mean, you've had some really cool ex- experiences and just like life experiences with basketball and, even acting and everything that's that's just so awesome that you were able to meet Kobe and do all the stuff and like still achieving your dream like you know and still achieving your dream and still did WNBA and now and you still and you were state of coaching as well too correct yes yeah um I coached in the league as well after I was done playing um and I own businesses while I was coaching in Utah nightclub salon um again I tried to do as many things while I was younger as I possibly could. Yeah. Whether you succeed at them, fail, that's the time to do them. Yeah, you don't yeah. worry about your 401k when you're 28, 27 years old. You don't have to worry about stability. You go out and you have life experiences. Um, that, again, all those things I did in my 20s and 30s, they've molded me into who I am now. Um, and I really rely on those experiences a lot as a coach not just coaching X and O's and all the, you know, the easy things. It's the business aspect of coaching, managing a budget. Um, it's the relationshiping. 
of people in general. It's, you know, being a mother to all these young women um, and having as many experiences outside of basketball gives you a better reality of what's important. Sometimes we get so caught up in winning and money and accolades and all these materialistic things. That's not why I coach. Um, it's not. And so my life experiences have taught me something different. Um, and it's, it molds you into the, who the coach you are. And um, all those things I did in my 20s and 30s have really molded me and, and given me the wisdom now to be a head coach um, and kind of how I am as a person and a coach. So I rely heavily on all of them. That's awesome. That's so cool that you're able to pass along that knowledge and everything that you're able that like everything that you experienced has molded you into the person that you are today. And what would you say, like, with all the experiences, what, what did that do for your coaching philosophy? And how does that like that changed? Like, has that changed over the years? Or is that like, you know, stay the same? It, no, actually, it's changed greatly over the years. Um, when I was a younger coach, um, back in the early 90s, when I first got into coaching, it was we call it old school. It was my way or the highway. It was very dictatorship. Um, you could push kids really, really hard, um, coach them hard. Um, you didn't, you really weren't worried about the language you used, the tactics you used, whether it be, you know, extra punish running, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and you really didn't think about the psychology of coaching. Yeah. or the philosophy of coaching. It was just, you won and you coached. Yeah. Um, then things kind of morphed as generations went on. And now we have a, a new generation of, of young people that are taught differently, that respond differently. Um, we have things you, you really need to be concerned about now, especially in this climate that we live in. And so from my life experiences now, um, I'm really more conscious of the psychology of the student athlete, of the philosophy of how do I reach as a teacher, not so much as a coach, but as a teacher, how can I help my players get better and really reach them? Um, and so my philosophy really has changed. Younger, I was all caught up in being the best, winning. Um, I wanted to be rich. I wanted, you know, all those things when you're young, you know, yeah. and then as I've gotten older, I found out what's important. And to me, especially through life experiences. And really, I found out that money doesn't change anything. It doesn't make me happy. Yeah. Um, relationships make me happy. My family makes me happy. Health makes me happy. And giving to people, having great relationships with people make me happy. Um, Seeing people I've influenced succeed make me happy. And so that's why I coach. Um, and now my philosophy has changed. I don't always have to be right. Yeah. I don't always have to control everything. <laughs> and it gives me a better understanding of how to reach my student athlete. I listen more to them. Um, and I'm more cognizant of their um, mental health um, and their well-being. Where earlier in coaching, not so much probably. And so now my philosophy has completely changed. Um, some ADs don't want to hear that. Yeah. They, theirs hasn't. We win and we make money. Yeah. Other ADs, I love that you take care of the student athlete and that's, you put that first and foremost and other ones are right in the middle. I need a great balance of both. 
Now, I hope I'm right in the middle. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. want to compete and win. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I have a better understanding of how to help my student athletes get there and not push them there. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I've changed in my coaching philosophy. That's amazing. That's, that's awesome. And so you're so right about how times have changed. It's a different generation that you're working with and you have to focus on different things. And it's like, it's, it's just experiencing from my experiences and like hearing from other coaches as well too. It, it, it It's true. It's very true. And that's amazing that you are, you know, you want to be in the middle and, but you're also like, you know how to get your kids there and not push them there. And I, I like that saying a lot, you, you know how to get them there, but you just don't, you're not going to push them there. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And what was your decision to come to URI? Well, I felt like um, I was very happy at Syracuse. I mean, we won. It's a great school. Um, it's close to my family. I'm a New Yorker. It's yeah. <laughs> a New York school. Um, but I was really, I thought, look, I had that itch that I wanted to do something that was my vision, how I wanted to do it, um, and create something of my own. And so, when Rhode Island opened, again, for me, family is everything. The location, um, I wanted to be East Coast. It's East Coast. It's very close to New York. Yeah. Um, beautiful beach. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a beach girl. I'm a sun girl. Yeah. Um, it, Rhode Island is one of the most beautiful states um, I've ever seen. And so when I met with Thorby Orn and really talked about his philosophy, um, his, his vision for the program, who he is as a man, I fell in love with the AD. I absolutely fell in love with Thor. Um, and again, who you work with is very important to me because um, I want to have the same vision as um, the, both the president, the AD, um, and I want to create something great where we're all on the same page. And, and him and I, in my opinion, for me, we clicked. Um, and so it was an easy decision when, when it came time. Location, beautiful school that I think I can win at, and a great AD that, that we're completely symbiotic. We're, we're on the same page. And so that's why I chose URI. I think, and again, it's never been done here super competitive. I want to do it somewhere that people said you could never do it. Now, when we do it, they're going to wait. Oh, wow, man, she must be pretty good. And so they must be pretty good, me and my staff. Yeah. Um, again, it's never been done. So why go a place that just this, there's nowhere to go, but up. Yeah. And so in so many aspects of the program, it's not just basketball, academically, there was so much improvement to be made. That's a challenge to me. That's something, and I could start from scratch and really implement and they'd buy in because they never won before. So the, the, I had a lot of buy-in from the players because they had never had any success before. And so as soon as they tasted a little bit of success in the classroom or on the basketball court, or in the community, it was suddenly like, whoa, well, this works. And so it was much easier to get buy-in. Um, and so for me, it was a no-brainer. It was a great opportunity for me. That's awesome. And you know, like I had mentioned before, you or I is so lucky to have you. Just such, it seemed like such a great motivator and such a great speaker. And I can only imagine what you're like with your, with your athletes and how well you, you're a teacher and a coach with them. Well, I try, you know, Again, every year, like last year, 
you know, it was, it's really hard to, to get that first year under your belt. There's so much to do from scratch, yeah. everything from, you know, the things you can only imagine. Um, and so, you know, even then, you know, you've got to learn, you know, or what did I do well? What didn't I, didn't I do well? And, and, you know, end of year meetings, you learn very quickly some suggestions from your, from your players. Um, and again, I'm all about getting better myself. So, um, you know, hopefully I've got a year under my belt now. My players gave me some great advice. Um, my coaching staff, we have end of the year meetings. And, and so I think there's, I think we can make some key improvements in some, some various areas um, this year, um, learning off our first year. That's great. That's awesome. And what's your outlook looking out like this year and also working around with the whole coronavirus and everything that's going on? Well, this year we, we have a lot of new faces, um, a lot of new players, a lot that sat last year um, that had transferred in but could not play. So um, from Syracuse, Missouri, Virginia. Wow. So we got some big time recruits that came in. Um, and then we have some great signees from overseas. Um, I think we have seven new players, if I'm doing the math correctly, that'll be suiting up this year. Wow. Um, and so the outlook, our talent and skill level is, is out of the roof. Um, now we'll be able to do some things that initially I wanted to do offensively and defensively, but um, because of, of kind of what was already here um, and, and what they, could, they were comfortable doing and able to do, we kind of went away from our, our initial vision and now that we've recruited to our style of play and what we're going to do, it'll be a fun season. Um, so the outlook is, is really good. Um, we have highly skilled players in every position, and we have a lot of depth, um, a lot of depth. So you'll be seeing a different team this year play fast, and also you'll be seeing pressure man-to-man, -man, whereas last year we were a pack line defense. Yep. And so we'll be changing a lot of things this year according to our talent. That's awesome. That's great. That's, that's going to be, that sounds like exciting basketball right there. Fast and fast paced man to man pressure. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for the season. I can't wait for it to, to, to get going. Um, I have a couple more questions and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, all right. One question that I want to know. So you, you mentioned you did some acting and everything like that. You were in a couple, couple movies and a TV show. What was, what was it like being in like you were in Joanna man and then double team was the Disney movie. And then Sister, Sister, what was it like to make some movie appearances as well? Well, I think, by, hands down, the, the best job I, I ever booked was Joanna Man because I, I was a primary character. I had lines. Um, I was, we shot, I was on location in Charlotte, North Carolina yeah. for three months shooting the film. Um, and so, it, again, it just became like a family. To, to be able to, to hang out on a daily basis with Vivica Fox, Tommy Davidson, Genuine, Kim Wayans. Um, it was hilarious. Like the set was just off the chain. And then we spent a lot of time together off eating dinner together, going out. Um, it was one of the best experience. You talk about experiences, one of the best. Being able, they let me to sit with the producers. Even if I wasn't shooting that day, I could watch every scene. I learned what producers do. I watched the director. Um, it was, you, I really learned a lot on the movie set. And that was three months. It was incredible. That's so cool. um, of course, then anything after that, 
you know, TV shows are great, commercial work's great, but that movie was probably, again, three months of just pure fun. I was like a kid in a candy store every day. That's awesome. That's so cool. That I was really cool. I was like looking into your background. I started that. I was like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> and being in Utah when I was a player and a coach, um, Disney actually has studios out there. They shoot a lot. So I, I was on Touch by an Angel. They shot out there for years. But Disney, that's where Double Team was filmed. And that's actually a movie about my two teammates at Virginia, Heather and Heidi Burge. Oh, and, was it really? So that was that was kind of funny. I played the volleyball coach and in a movie about my two teammates. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, so I, I got a lot of work in Utah because again, cheap to shoot production there and a lot, LA, a lot of people came up and shot movies and television shows there. That's really cool, that's so cool. All right, last question here. Um, what is your favorite thing to do around Rhode Island and outside of basketball? My favorite thing in Rhode Island, um, I have a couple things. Yeah. Uh, number one is go to the beach, obviously. Bonnet Shores, um, yep. the club down there is yep. phenomenal. Yes. All my friends in my neighborhood, they they are members down there, so yep. that's that's nice. And then I love to go out and eat seafood in Rhode Island. Um, amazing restaurants, um, and not chains. Real restaurants, mom and pop shops. Yep. Um, their own business owners and you know, like Matunic Oyster Bar, East Greenwich Oyster Bar, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Like, I love seafood. And so for me, this is like heaven. I got the beach, yeah. <laughs> I got the seafood. Um, and, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's beautiful living, uh, especially in the summers. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Seafood, you can't beat the seafood around here. And like, like you mentioned, the mom pop shops, it's, it's so, uh, it's so crazy to go out like I've been to the Midwest before I lived out there and it's a bunch of chain restaurants become here. It's just, it's all like homemade stuff, like Italian restaurants, uh, seafood restaurants, anything is good. Yeah. Up in Providence, your Italian restaurants again are incredible. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful, and there's so many quaint towns, little like, you know, main streets in so yeah. many different boroughs like East Greenwich has one. And then you go down to Coventry or you go, and it's, it, they're just great. Like we said, mom and pops, you go get fresh ice cream and, and, you know, walk around. And as you get older, I've become a foodie. So I really enjoy um, great atmosphere, good friends and great food. Um, again, that's what's important to me. Um, and so Rhode Island is a beautiful place to do it. My family loves it here too. My parents come up, they don't miss a game. And again, we enjoy, they get to enjoy Rhode Island um, and they love it here as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, coach, I mentioned this before, Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island basketball team is so lucky to have you. I can't wait until the end of the season when you guys are hosting the A-10 championship and, you know, we'll make that tournament appearance and make, a, make, make some noise in the NCAA tournament. Well, you know, we, we are setting our goals this week. We get in the gym on Monday for practice. And for sure, those were our goals talked about in our last, in our team meeting um, last week was, all right, enough with the process. Now it's time, you know, to show up and now compete to win yeah. everything we do. And that's winning an A-10 championship, winning the tournament, and getting to the NCAAs and making some noise. So those are definitely our goals now, and they're within reach. So, Jeff, I appreciate you having me. Um, love talking to you. Anything you need, brother, 
How many tickets? I got you. Just, I appreciate it, Coach. You got my phone number. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I thank you so much. I will be there. I would definitely be there. And if I'm not there, then I'm gonna have to find out that link that you have of filming the live game. So I will watch either way. So I promise. Don't I'm, worry, I'll put it together somehow, some way. We'll get a production going. All right, sounds great. I'm your biggest fan now. So. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jeff. You're well, welcome. listen, have a great weekend. Enjoy. And basketball's coming. The countdown's begun. Yeah, wait. I can't wait. All right, Coach. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was my interview with Coach Tammy Reese. That was a fun interview with Coach Tammy Reese. I really enjoyed having her on the show. I can't wait to have her back on the show. Hopefully, we can get her back on during the season. If not, then definitely after the season's over with. But just really enjoyed our conversation and everything that was happening. So just excited for her and, like, everything that she's doing at URI and just the program that she's building there so just just very excited for them and definitely can catch me at some uri women's games you guys should definitely go and check them out and support the lady rams because uh coach reese is doing great things over there and you know the more uri sports wins the, the greater things are so it's just awesome and i'm glad that uh uri is very lucky to have her uh, next week, our schedule is going to be Monday and Wednesday uh, for those who, um, you know, it's next next week is Thanksgiving. So on Monday, I have a great guest, JC Santos. He's a player at UMass Dartmouth, uh, a former uh, player at East Providence as well. He helps with uh, locked-in basketball training here, right here in Providence, Rhode Island. And as well, on Wednesday, we catch up with some Cherahoe basketball player alumni, Levi King and nate Filicetti. so great interview with those two those two guys had me laughing through the whole interview so that episode's on wednesday those will be the episodes for the week but we got some great ones coming up for you guys we got some really really good ones i mean awesome interviews uh all around coming up we got some high school players coming on some coaches coming on you know the usual we're really getting into it some special things coming up down the line i think after thanksgiving i will have a, a big announcement to make to everyone so stay tuned for that as well. But we will see you on Monday. Have a safe weekend. And yeah, see you on Monday.